I'm Malia, and this is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad. In this podcast, you will hear from experienced expats and experts around the world. We'll learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello, and welcome to the first episode ever of the Big Dreams, Bold Moves podcast. I am so stoked because in this podcast, we are going to travel around the world together. We are going to meet adventurous families that have said no to the status quo, packed up their lives, and are doing family life abroad. We're going to hear all the nitty-gritty details on what it's like where they're living and how they got where they are. My hope is that this podcast will give you the inspiration and information that you need to start making your own bold moves, because life is seriously way too short to settle. So, Let's get on our way. Today, in our very first episode ever of the Big Dreams Bold Moves podcast, I'm going to bring you here to where I live, which is in Germany, in a medieval village. Why do I live in a medieval village? Great question. Let's start with a short version of the story. I guess you could call me kind of a live abroad junkie. I've had a case of wanderlust since 2003 when I first studied abroad in Spain. I also lived abroad for a time in Mexico and then in Central America. After that, it was time to grow up and start adulting. So I went to graduate school and got a good job at a hospital. I met the man that's now my husband. In 2011, we got an opportunity through his company to relocate to Sydney, Australia. And of course, we jumped all over that. It was an awesome two years that we spent there, basically living at the beach, making new friends from all over the world and getting the chance to travel Southeast Asia. Then I became pregnant in 2013, and the hormones from the pregnancy, I I blame, for making me want to nest, and I started having this vision of the American dream. I wanted to go back to the U.S. and buy the house and have the white picket fence and live happily ever after. So we packed up from Australia and went back to the U.S. and we tried to buy a house. And then my husband got laid off from the company that had moved us back and forth. And here we were in the U.S. and I was in my third trimester of pregnancy and had an unemployed husband and we were sleeping in my parents' guest bedroom. Welcome back, right? So luckily, my husband was able to land on his feet pretty quickly, and he actually got a good job at the company that he'd always wanted to work for. However, the role was a contract position. And in the U.S., when you work as a contractor, you don't have access to benefits like a normal employee would. So we didn't have access to health insurance, paid time off, no sick leave, no vacation, no paid holidays. Um no retirement benefits or anything like that. So welcome back to the U.S. 
You're not really getting the American dream, but you're getting the American reality for a lot of people. So luckily, our, we had a daughter that was born and she was very healthy and we were able to get into a, a little rental house and my husband started at this company, but we very quickly just sort of slipped into the grind. The money we had saved up to buy a house pretty much went to pay for health insurance and uh, my husband was commuting around three hours a day. So he basically would leave the house before my daughter would wake up and get home after she was asleep or maybe he could say goodnight to her. So the year that we were at home with that baby, we barely saw him. And luckily we had lived abroad before and we knew that this situation sucked and it wasn't sustainable, but we didn't have to do it. We didn't have to stay stuck in the U.S. and we didn't have to live in this grind. So we started exploring options to get out. But first we had to figure out what exactly it was we wanted and needed for this chapter of our family life. We knew that we did love Australia and that had everything we were looking for. But the cost of living in Australia was extremely high. And at this point we didn't have any savings. So we started looking more towards Europe because we knew that we wanted affordable health care, access to affordable child care, paid time off. We wanted to have holidays and vacations again. And we wanted to know that if we got sick, that we wouldn't be financially destroyed. So what we did is we started looking at companies that were based out of our area of the U.S. We were from Portland, Oregon area, and we knew which companies in Portland also had operations in Europe. So we started looking at those European operations and the job boards there. And we pretty quickly found an open position that was just right for my husband. And sort of coincidentally, which I believe coincidences are often signs, I had a childhood friend that was working at that office. And so I contacted her and she said, send me your husband's application information, his cover letter and resume, and I will hand deliver it to the hiring manager. And so she did. And a few interviews later, he got the job offer with a sweet reload package and our European dreams were coming true. We popped a bottle of champagne and high-fived each other's hands off. And four and a half years later, I'm happy to report that we're still high-fiving that move. We do feel like we've been able to live the European dream, which is why we have stayed here for the last four and a half years. Now, I have to be honest, Germany is not like the sexiest country in Europe, and it was never my goal to live in Germany, but Germany ticks a lot of boxes. And I often joke that Germany is like the boyfriend that maybe you aren't super attracted to and maybe isn't doesn't have the best sense of humor or like the best taste in music however Germany looks pretty great on paper and is super stable and when you're with Germany you have nice things you have nice vacations you have a comfortable lifestyle you have safety you have security and those things are really important when you have children I know a lot of people would not agree with me on that. And for a lot of people, Germany is sexy and Germany does have a great sense of humor and good taste in music. Different strokes for different folks. So what I'm going to share with you today is my experience of life in Germany. 
my perspective from where I live here in Bavaria and what my experience has been. I'm not pretending to be an expert on German culture, on German policy, German benefits, German law. Honestly, with the language barrier, I know I miss a lot of the details. Now, without any further ado or rambling, these are the reasons my family has stayed in Germany and why Germany might be great for your family in this chapter of life. One thing we've really benefited from is the lower cost of living. Our euros go much further here than our dollars did in the U.S. If we were making the same amount of money in the U.S. as we're making here now with the conversion, we would probably be pretty strapped. Definitely living paycheck to paycheck. I can't imagine much savings. I can't imagine much travel. However, here on that amount of money, we are able to save. We're able to buy what we want without a lot of sacrifice. And we've been able to do a ton of traveling. That just wouldn't have been possible in the U.S., The cost of food is also much cheaper here. I can't believe how much we spend when we visit the U.S., when we go to the grocery store or when we want to eat out. Um, We always find ourselves here like missing Mexican food or missing the variety in the U.S. And then we get home and we go out to eat and we get that first bill and it's like... (gasps) Or that first trip to the grocery store, the uh, total when we go to check out just makes us sick because for the same groceries in Germany, we would pay like a third to half that. So if you go to the show notes for this episode at bigdreamsboldmoves.com, I will take a picture of my groceries and the receipt and give you an idea of what we spend and you'll see that it's it's much less than what you would be spending in the US or the UK or Australia, New Zealand. Another way we save money is it's very easy for us to just have one car here. We live this village life and my husband is able to ride his bicycle to work and I could easily ride a bicycle or walk to do errands. And so we're able to get by with just one car and that's a huge savings. Um, We also have really low cost for childcare. So in Germany, before kids are school age, from ages one to three, they can do what's called Kripa care. And from ages three to six, they do kindergarten care. And my children both do that. My two-year-old goes for 20 hours a week, and that costs 300 euros. And that includes his morning snack and lunch. My daughter goes for 35 hours a week to kindergarten, and we pay 200 for her. Um, next year would be her last year of kindergarten, and there's a benefit that's coming into place, and I think that drops it down to 100 or maybe even free. I can't remember. Um, so we save quite a bit there. We're only spending 500 a month to have the kids in care 20 to 35 hours a week. We also don't have a lot of extra costs related to health care. We do pay 560 euros a month pre-tax to be a part of the German public health care system. But after you pay in that 560, or after, I should say, after we pay in that 560, I think different people have different rates maybe based on what they get paid. Don't quote me on that. I'm not an expert. Um, you don't get extra bills. You're not paying a copayment when you go to the doctor like you would be in the U.S. You're not getting random lab 
costs sent to your house or you don't you don't have to make a deductible that amount you pay after that you don't have to spend any more unless you decide to do something elective but for the most part the public system has covered everything we have needed and it also covers like the children when they need medication none of that com- we don't have to pay for that out of pocket and as adults when we need medication the cost is pretty low i mean considerably lower than what we would spend in the US So the cost of living is definitely something that has been attractive to us and kept us here for the last four and a half years. Um, Another nice benefit of living in Germany as a resident is you you have access to Kindergeld, and that is basically kid money. So we get 195 euros per kid per month. And I think if you have three plus kids, the amount actually goes up. And... You also have access to a, a benefit called Betrayungsgeld. And if your child does not go to the Kripa care from ages one to three, that's another 150 euros per month that you get from the government. And then currently between months 13 through 36 of life, so for example, my son fits in that category, he's almost two, we get an extra 250 a month. So that right there is almost 650 euros that we get as a benefit from the government for having our two children at the ages they are. And so that more than pays for the child care that we have. Another wonderful perk of living here is parental leave when a baby is born or adopted. Um, now, this is a little bit complicated to understand. For, it's a little bit complicated for me to explain. It's also kind of complicated to understand. But basically, when, uh, when parents have a baby or get a baby, they, are, they have access to up to 14 months of paid time off. And those 14 months can be split up. So either, so maybe the one parent takes seven months off and then the other parent takes seven months off. Or maybe the, for example, my husband, when my son was born, he took two months off of work and then I got the other 12 months off. So for his two months of that he took off, he was eligible to be paid 60% of his take-home pay up to 1800 a month. So for his two months that he took off, because he's normally the income earner, he was paid 1800 a month. So less than what we normally are paid, but it was very nice for him to be able to take that time off and get some pay. Um, the other 12 months of that 14 months, I was able to get the parental leave benefit. And I don't even have a job outside of the home. I do not earn any money outside of the home. But for those 12 months, I received 300 euros a month for my parental leave benefits. Again, that's kind of complicated to explain and complicated to understand. Why don't you just move over here and then we'll sit down with you and your HR manager and do a better explanation. How about that? Um, so that was a really nice perk of having my son here, that my husband was actually able to take off two months when he was born. 
So for six of those weeks, we were able to stay home with the newborn. And for two of those weeks, we were able to do an epic road trip around Italy, as you do. Another really wonderful perk that we didn't have in the U.S. that we have here is a guaranteed amount of time off. And I believe that this is protected by law, that you get at least 28 days of vacation a year, plus 12 paid holidays. So 28 paid days off, as well as 12 paid holidays. And that, I know, might be more Bavaria-specific. Bavarians really like holidays. Um, And of course... Another huge perk has been the ease and low cost of traveling in Europe. Since we have lived here, I can't even begin to count how many countries we have visited. The last time we went down to Austria, my daughter was asking, have I been to Austria before? And then we counted it up. She'd been to Austria like five times. It's a three-hour drive from here. Italy is a six-hour drive from here or less. France is four hours away. The Czech Republic is two and a half hours away. Plus, there are these super cheap flights. We fly Ryanair. We flew the whole family to Rome and back once for less than 100 euros round trip. I mean, once you're here, it's with those days off and the low cost of travel, especially if you have a car, it's just so easy to take your family and go exploring on long weekends Um, and make use of those breaks. We also really love the simplicity of life here and the slower pace with all those holidays. When those holidays come about, and it feels like sometimes there are too many of them, the stores completely close. Stores are also closed on Sundays. You're forced to just slow down and take family time. Um, There's also not this feeling of needing to keep up with the Joneses as much as I have felt in the U.S. There is a much greater middle class here and people don't, it doesn't feel as competitive. Uh, Maybe this is just where we live. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But most of the families that we are surrounded by Everyone has basically the same Volkswagen car. We only have one car. Everyone has about the same size of house. Uh, it's very—it's a very typical German middle class life. And it feels more accessible and sustainable here. And therefore, there are more people living the same life. Um, in terms of parenting culture here... Parents are just much more laid back and um, there's not that helicopter parenting thing happening. Independence with kids is really supported and promoted. Um, The kids that go to from elementary school on, which is like ages seven and above, most kids just walk to school and home by themselves or with a group of other kids or ride their bikes. And it doesn't feel, and maybe this is because I'm outside the U.S. and I'm here and there's the language barrier, so I don't really know what's going on with the other German moms or what they're talking about, but it doesn't feel like there is a judgy mom culture that I have to constantly be looking over my shoulder and fearing. Um, 
being outside is also really valued here. And in kindergarten, the kids pretty much go out year round. They have this whole list of gear they have to have at the beginning of the year so that they are always dressed for the elements and they go outside. Um, My daughter's kindergarten every other week, they walk through town and catch a bus up to the forest on outskirts of town and they hike into the forest and they spend a day in the forest. There are also bike trails everywhere. You can we can from our village bike to all the surrounding villages. We could bike to the nearest cities. It's just really easy to be outside and it feels really safe here. So you want to be outside. And I know this isn't the same everywhere, but for where we live, there is a very supportive, close-knit expat community. And it's actually been easier for us to find our people here and have people to spend our days with and get help than it was when we went back to the U.S. and I had my daughter back in my hometown. I mu- it was much easier for me to find friends here and people to do play dates with. And I know part of that too is we, we just live in this small village. So it's really easy to just, we all walk down the street and we can be at the playground or we all walk down the street and we can be in the village center to do something. Whereas when we were in the U.S. and we had to get in a car and sort of slog across town or to the next town, it felt like a whole day event to go meet up with a friend and do something. Life is just easier here. I know I joke that Germany isn't the sexiest country, but Germany has just really been so good to us and good for us the last four years. It's given our family the opportunity to step outside of the insanity of what we were living before. And in these early years when our children are so young, we've been able to live this slower-paced more simple life. We've had time together. We've had financial security. We've had community support. It's just been such a good experience. And I hope that this podcast will inspire other people to see that it doesn't have to be scary on the other side of a bold move. It can actually be easier and more comfortable than the life you've been living, but you won't know unless you unless you go. I know you're probably wondering how your family could come experience something like this. And I want you to know it it's probably more possible than you think. In our next episode, we're going to have Chris Piak speak to us and give us some tips on getting hired in Germany without speaking German. He's going to give us some insights into the German job market. So you'll definitely want to listen to that. Also, if you have any questions for me, you're welcome to go to bigdreamsboldmoves.com and use my contact form to send me a message. I would love to hear from you. I'm also really interested in hearing about what your big dreams are. Are you more interested in moving abroad or extended family travel, like a family sabbatical? And if you're interested in moving abroad or traveling abroad, which countries are you interested in? And what are your questions? What what are you wondering about? And what do you need to know before you make your own bold moves? I have a link in the show notes to a quick three-question survey. And if you would fill that out, I would be eternally grateful because I want to make the episodes that speak to you and inspire you.
seriously, this podcast is for you. So help me out here. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.